Good morning. It's Thursday, March 9th, and I was just uh, spouting off to the YouTube crowd um, about how I went down a rabbit hole yesterday of the WWE allowing betting on scripted matches. Um, I find it shocking. I would be surprised if they uh, don't allow it. And, and the reason is because uh, they're hanging their hats on the fact that they are entertainment and that other entertainment uh, uh, leagues, groups, whatever, allow betting, like the Oscars. Um, you know, you can bet on the presidential election. Uh, you can bet on a lot of things uh, if, you know, that state regulators allow you to bet on. So uh, WWE, their, their stock got a super pump yesterday. I think it was up like 4 or 5%. Just on that. I don't know the symbol. I don't care about the symbol. I am not uh, investing in a Vince McMahon company. Uh, <laughs> anybody that's worked with him, you can love him. You can hate him. But um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I, I am a fan of WWE. I'm a fan of his business tactics uh, in that I, I think he has run a superb business. Uh, there are just shadiness and, and, and dirtbaggery. That, that I have with uh, the way he's done it. But uh, let's look at SPY. <clears throat> Where'd we go yesterday? Kind of went down. Yeah, this is the four-hour algorithm. <clears throat> SPY here, 402.98. You've been hovering around the 400 mark. Uh, it's just putting in capitulation. You can see the Bollinger Bands are cinching up. Um, we're getting ready to go somewhere, just not sure where. Is the 200-day going to provide you support here at 393? Again, there's a four-hour algorithm. Most uh, algorithmic trading from big banks and big money, they're looking at a daily. Your 200-day is right at 393. And again, you can see these Bollinger Bands, while they expanded on the downside, they're kind of coming back in. So I, I think you, you've got this trading range. Now, what does that mean? That just means... We don't know the direction of the market. Tomorrow's job report is going to be huge um, as far as which direction this takes. So what can you do in the market? Well, I was kind of looking at, hey, we've got these levered ETFs that we uh, that we I have. I have a whole group of them in TrendSpider. If you're in TrendSpider, I can share the list with you. Um, I, I have the list in our private Facebook group. I can put it up here. If you get in contact with me or just ask me for it, I'll put it up there. I've got them all in here. And so what you can do is you can set up the 65 minute algorithm that we have simple, simple algorithm. When it goes under the eight, eight day, eight day EMA, um, you sell when it goes over, you buy simple, simple process and simple to set up. It's, it's out there. It's open. It's free. Well, what can you do in this? Uh, you can look at DRV, which is our uh, bear for the real estate market. On the 65-minute algorithm, um, it has you in and out on the last candles. Uh, DRN, which is the, the real estate bull, it ironically has you in um, on the 65-minute algorithm uh, at $10.34. It's trading at $10.37. So could we start to see a bull market in that one? Well, TQQQ is up in pre-market. Um, I'm particularly just not sure where this market is going, but in the 65-minute algorithm, you get six candles a day. Um, so you can, you can essentially trade this. You're in as of yesterday. We had a rally going into the late afternoon. Um, and so your 65-minute candles are showing you that rally. 
TQQQ is a buy at 23. You're trading at 23 right pre-market. So SQQQ, you can look at this one. On a 65-minute candle, um, this one, do, 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 I'm waiting for it to process. It does do a lot of back testing. You got in, yes, uh, March 7th, um, which was two days ago at 36.61. It got you out with a 2% gain yesterday. So you can take a lot of these. SARC, which is the, uh, the short of the ARK funds, um, and it's the flagship ARK fund, ARKK. This one has you in at $40.61. It still has you in at $42. So take a look at some of these uh, and and maybe day trade them. If if the algorithm says to get in and the algorithm does perform really well, like for instance, uh, let's look at, well, let's look at TQQQ. So on the 65-minute candles, uh, it goes back for 7,000 candles it goes back and we analyze five years, five years of data. Uh, your winning percentage uh, is 38%. So you win 38% of the time. You lose 62% of the time. Uh, your average win is only 4%. But here's the results. Uh, you have a total of 636 positions. Um, if you just bought TQQQ five years ago, um, and I don't think it's five years. I think it's just assume 7,000 candles is five years, but 7,000 candles, six per day. It's a thousand, um, a thousand days. So it might be about five years of trading. Um, but it, it if you just bought TQQQ five years ago, you'd make 39.71%. If you use the algorithm and used it to get in and out, you made 749%. Again, you'd have to time it perfectly. You'd have to buy on the exact pricing that you got. But you can clearly see here, like back in January, where it got you in at 19, then it got you out at 21. You made uh, 3% there. You made 5% there. You made 14% here, um, even though it, it kind of dove hooked a little bit down. Um, you made 2% back here. You had some losses in here. Uh, you're just getting off of a 9% gain where it went from 21 uh, up to 23. So a 9.43% there, you're getting to 23. It's below the 200-day. Um, so maybe buy into TQQQ. And maybe tomorrow's job number is absolutely horrible and TQQQ just freaking soars. So use that 65-minute candles. Um, I like it. I, I, you know, Again, levered ETFs on the 65-minute algo, I think it works. So pick which one you like, go after it, look at whatever you want. Um, I have a, a note here. U.S. buyback announcements are running at a record pace. They're just buying back stocks at a record pace in 2023. So far, $261 billion of buybacks have been announced. $261 billion. That is an enormous amount of capital that is being deployed into the system in order to buy. That could be the reason for January's run-up because essentially companies may be buying back at these low valuations when they think that it's worthwhile. Look at Facebook. Facebook was buying their stock at $320, $330 like I was. <laughs> um, they bought back a record number of stock at that price. And they just announced a, 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 another huge buyback, $40 billion they're going to buy back. 
So their average purchase price will be between 300 and 118. But when you look at when they announced that, the stock was at 146. It's at 184 right now. So a huge move on earnings. And, and it's moved them all the way up, I think, to almost 200. And then they've come back down. But this one, in my mind, is probably a long-term buy. Because I do think that you get Zuckerberg is managing that company well. I think you get back to the bottom of this this gap, which is 250. Um, the the three companies that have announced the biggest buybacks, uh, we mentioned uh, Meta at uh, 40 billion. They are second place. The largest is Chevron, CVX. Now, where are they buying their, their stock back at? They're buying here at 160. I've said anything under 160, I think you can buy it. Anything over 160, I think you can sell it. Uh, it's a simple, simple platform that I think has, has provided a good platform of earnings right there. You can see when it dipped down to 148, it was great. It ran all the way up to 186, and that was back in November. Uh, then it dipped down, and, and you're looking at earnings at $4.09 per share. They're going to continue to make a ton of money. 160 for this one, it's not a horrible price. If oil goes down to 40 bucks, this one's back down to 120. But who thinks that oil's going to 40 bucks? Right now, you don't have a supply problem with oil, you have a demand problem. There's just not a ton of demand. But when China opens up, you're going to get that back. Uh, Goldman Sachs is number three. They announced a $30 billion buyback with their earnings. And that was back on January 13th. They were trading at about 360. If you don't think Goldman Sachs is buying back here at 340, uh, I think you're crazy because they're coming off $380 per share. They just had their ex-dividend date. There's no real catalyst for this. Um, the algorithm doesn't have you in. It had you buy in here at 355. It got you right out. They're trading at 349. In my mind, the, the book value of Goldman Sachs, I think it's 308 now. Um, 304. So if you get back to 304 on this one, like I said before, we said back here in October where it was 298, I was screaming, buy it. Your boy didn't buy it though. Your boy absolutely did not buy it. I should have bought it. But down here, when it was below book value, with banks, you should be buying them when they are below book value. If that happens, um, I saw a trader uh, around that time. Uh, just spouting that he grew up and his dad's dad was in finance. Uh, his dad's dad said, when a bank is below book value, you buy it. You just load your money in there. I don't know if you're going to make a ton of money, but if the bank is stable, boom, you buy it. Um, his father then reiterated that to him. So uh, let's look at seasonality of Goldman Sachs, by the way, just ironically. Um, let's go back to 2000, January 2004. And in the month... Of oh you don't get or, I'm sorry this is a weekly um this is a week of the year so you don't get to a really good win rate until two weeks from now and then uh, four weeks from now on the 14th week of the year you get to a 63 percent win rate so it doesn't tell you much let's look at a month let's let's do monthly okay so in March 40 percent. In April, 47%. So, interesting. Uh, your, your best months of the year are July and October for this one. Uh, October's win rate, probably because September's always bad for the banks seasonally. 
but Goldman Sachs was one. Uh, the next one that announced, the fourth one in line, Booking, P- BKNG, they announced a $20 billion buyback. Um, this one had a cross-up right after earnings at $25.20. That's $2,520 per share. Um, you're at $2,584 per share. Um, but you did have that, that buy. They announced a $20 billion buyback. For me, booking holdings, I think it's just a little bit expensive. Um, the PE is 33. The forward, forward PE is 16. Doesn't have a dividend. It's up 28% year to date. Over one year, you're up 42%. This is the return to travel. I mean, booking has been a good way to play return to travel. It's just a little bit expensive. Uh, another one that announced in the fifth spot. Again, 70% of the buybacks announced in a record $261 billion of these five companies, Salesforce. Salesforce had a buy-in right, right before earnings at 165.52. You're trading at 182 right now. It is sliding. There is a gap all the way down to 168. I would expect this, this to continue sliding. You still are in this 165 buy because the, um, the, the MACD hasn't crossed down. It looks like it's about to cross down. You're about to get out of this trade. I would say when you get out of this trade and you, it looks to get back in, my guess is you're not going to make it all the way down to this 168. I would think you get to 175 um, and you're going to cover that, that. There's a gap back here um, that goes to 176.64. I think that's the one that you cover coming back. I don't think you get back all the way down there. I think your, your golden cross happened. This is going to have to start going up at, at another time. Uh, speaking of earnings, Oracle is after the bell. This is a podcast favorite and went over it yesterday. I'm a little bit concerned in that it's close to its 52 week highs at 88. Um, so I I don't know that I'd necessarily play this one. Uh, it's the first earnings they have where they're going to announce, uh, talk about Uber. Uber had some news where they may spin off their freight business. Um, but it's an interesting one. Uh, I just don't think that I want to play. If you own it, I'd absolutely keep it through earnings. I don't think you sell just because it's at a 52-week high. I think you hold it because I do think that they're going to come out with some crazy good earnings. Look, $1.03, $1.21. They're, they're going to expect, ever since this golden cross where you were selling at about 70, 76, I mean, you've run up to the 90s. So I think you're good in this one to hold it. Some other earnings after the bell. Um, Doc U. D-O-C-U. Um, they are, I think it's, yeah, it's today after the bell. Let me just make sure. Yeah. Doc U. Uh, they're buying at 61.90. You're trading at 65.96. Um, so I, I, you know, does this one finally turn, turn, uh, has it met its bottom? Uh, Doc U is one of the, uh, crazy pandemic ones. Um, let's not look at monthly. Let's look at weekly. We finally get a 200 day in the weekly. Has this met its bottom? This is a weekly and down here when you were at 40, 40, uh, this was the October lows when you went down to 39, you're at 65 right now. Just in October, you were 39, uh, DocuSign. I don't know anybody that's not using it. The, the product is amazing. Um, so Docu after, after earnings. Uh, let's see. Ulta. Ulta has earnings afterwards. It got you out yesterday at $525. Got you right back in at $525.23. It's trading at $524. Their earnings are coming out. 
This has been a monster. If I just go and look at a weekly on this one, you are way above your 200-day. Again, I think this is close to a 52-week high. So I don't know that I'd necessarily play it, but do I think it has, a, you know, it's 52-week high is um, 537. So you're, you're super, super close to it. It's just run so much, uh, but it's a super well-run company. Uh, one of the ones that I look at a lot on uh, the ARC fund earnings is uh, BNGO, Bionona, Bionona Nano Genomics. It's a genomic company. I mean, this one has just been beaten, beaten down. Their earnings are coming up right now. You're in at $1.34. You're trading at $1.33. Um, I don't know what to, what to say about this one. I just look at the symbol and think of B, uh, the dog, B-I-N-G-O, and the song. They're not making money. There's no dividend. They're down 10% year-to-date, down 27%. Uh, but I know it's a big arc holding. Um, initiated coverage from Scotiabank with a $4 price target. Uh, when we look at insiders, there's really no insiders doing anything in this one. Um, you can read up on this one. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, BNGO, it's been beaten up. If it gets to its 200-day, you got $1.80 in this. <laughs> uh, one that I love, the company, hate the stock, is App Harvest. Um, these are guys who grow you know, uh, organic food and, and uh, preset kind of greenhouses. I love the product, hate the stock. This stock, since $3, has just been a bear. They report after earnings today, after hours today. Um, I wouldn't expect anything out of these guys. They're going to continue to lose money. Uh, I wouldn't invest in this one. I bring it up a lot um, because I do like the company, hate the stock. Another one that I brought up that I probably wouldn't play into earnings is uh, REI. Love the store, hate the stock. REI is not the recreational outdoor company. Uh, it, this is Ring Energy. <laughs> And Ring Energy, we've talked about it. It came up here. I thought maybe you could get back to the 200-day. It just looks ugly. The, the algorithm has you out right now. Um, I'll, I'll look at their earnings afterwards, but I wouldn't buy their stock into earnings. There's an interesting one tomorrow. Uh, LGVN. Um, this is Longavarian. Uh, they had a pop recently. Um, and this was one that we were watching kind of through, uh, uh, I, I, at least I was watching it. There were a couple of candles here, um, that are five, 10%, this one, you know, 5.3% on a, you know, a four hour candles, um, the huge moves in this one. Uh, this one, the buy-in was December 27th. You had got out with a 27% gain. Got you back in at 346, just under the 200-day. It's been using the 200-day as its resistance level. They are not making money. Uh, LGVN, uh, this is a healthcare biotech, and it has been on some of the most active lists um, in recent days. Uh, and and I, I've looked at it. I don't know anything about this company. I know that there's um, some folks, some insiders that are selling around $4 uh, within January, and they're just looking at it as, hey, we've got some opportunities to sell at a high price point. Uh, if you look at the, the long-term outlook of this stock, it's just not good. 
But if they say something in their earnings, something material in their earnings, like, hey, we've turned a corner, we're making money, we're only losing 17 cents. Well, at 17 cents a law, uh, loss on this one, you were at $7. So something could come out of this one. I just brought it up because I saw it. I said, hey, let me look at it. Um, Joe had mentioned to me yesterday, I brought up Verizon and, uh, looking at Verizon as something that's kind of held up. Um, it's got a 6% dividend and it's beating bonds at a 5% dividend. It's one of the few, um, that I thought was maybe safe at around $30. He brought up ARLP, Alliance Resource Partnership. Um, and, uh, the dividend on this one, let me look real quick. Um, it is the dividend on this one is 13.99% year to date. You're down 1% performance over one year. You're up 34%. It's a coal company. Um, this is putting off dividends because coal is going down. Demand will never go up for coal. It is only going to go down. Um, now the average price target is 29. As as much as I hate coal, as much as I think coal is the death of uh you know uh, climate, uh, coal is still in demand. Uh, China needs coal. Uh, China is building coal uh, energy plants. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Coal is here for a while as long as you have energy demand. Uh, there is a, a big slide in this one. Um, it looks like it's trading at $20.25. You're out of it as far as the algorithm goes. You've slid down here to just below 20. Um, when you look at a long-term perspective, and again, you're past your ex-dividend date, you're past your earnings date. So the actual catalyst on this one is, is not likely. Uh, if we were to look at a weekly of this, you are well above your 200 day. So while it looks on a four hour or a daily, like, oh my God, it looks like a steal. It's trading below, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get 13%. Well, you probably are, are you know, at a pretty good high right here because again, coal is, it, it's the demand is just going to go down for coal. So the market isn't going to put a lot of money into this and that's why they're paying the 13% dividend. It has been a great stock. Make no mistake about it. If you've gotten into this, uh, you've done well, as long as you didn't buy up here at 26. <laughs> um, but most likely, I think Joe bought back here. I, I would say 20 is probably your pivot point on this one um, for short term. I wouldn't hold this, you know, if, if, if you're taking a chance of, of coal, just, you know, energy coming back and then the Chinese saying, yeah, we're going to cut down on coal. And then all of a sudden it's a $5 stock. Uh, that's essentially what you're taking a chance on. So I, I like the play, uh, Joe. I'm just not a fan. I mean, again, I hope I'm not. And I, I told Kurthy this yesterday. I hope I'm not, you know, just trashing on your stock. Uh, if you got in at 17 and you've got, enjoyed that 13% dividend, kudos. You know, play that one. That is a great trade. Um, but for me, it's a little bit expensive for a coal stock uh, with the run-up. Uh, Bolero. I want to talk about this one. This is a bowling alley company, B-O-W-L. Uh, I've seen the guy, the last two quarterly earnings on Kramer's show. I wasn't a fan. And then I read an article yesterday on it. Uh, or no, I, I watched a YouTube video with an analyst who covers it. Now, mind you, the analyst that covers it is very skewed. 
but I liked this particular statement that he made. Uh, and, and what Bolero does is they are a company that goes in and buys up local bowling alleys and turns them into an experience for kids and families and things. They basically take beaten up businesses, take those, uh, those locations, put money into them, and then turn them around. Within 90 days of buying any new center, they can get to 90% margins within 90 days. Within 90 days, they can get to 90% margins. That is crazy. So while they're not getting all of their capital back, they're getting 90% margin from bowling alleys. Um, The management team has been together for 10 years and has proven themselves with those numbers. So a management team that is able to go in, buy a bowling alley, turn it around, put some money into it, and basically make a profit. That's what you're looking with Bolero. Now, what you have to know is this stock has run. You can see here on the screen, uh, back in September, three cents per share earnings, five cents per share earnings. Here, 20 cents per share earnings just in February 15th. That is huge. You can see the volume is starting to spike up. The MACD has run up. The RSI, right now, it's at 79. People are buying into this because they're getting their story out. And that's part of the issue is that I didn't notice this until I started watching some bowling alley crap. Um, And then I get this. Year to date, they're up 27%. In one year, they're up 68%. Just in six months, they're up 54%. This is a stock that has been flying. Um, The book value on this one, uh, let's see, book value, and 36 cents. Their forward PE is 27. So it's super, super high. Their earnings per share next year is expected to grow by 1,583%. The target price is 1871. Your 52 week range is 819 to 1720. You are absolutely trading at your all time highs. So this is crazy. March 23rd, Concordia Genuity. That might be the guy that I, I, I listen to. $22 price target. They're at 17. Um, if you want to look at Bull Corp uh, complete acquisition in New Jersey, I mean, look at some of these stories. Now, the insider sales, here's what you have to look at. The CEO, uh, and I don't know if he's responsible for a ton of this quote-unquote press, um, but you can see he just sold $5 million worth of shares. Um, crazy. Crazy. I mean, he's been selling shares here. $5 million uh, worth of sales back in February as well uh, at 14. So he's adding to his stake. Again, he's probably buying the big house, doing whatever he needs to do. Uh, but he's got a lot of money um, with the, the stock kind of rising that. But uh, it's crazy. Yeah, bowl. I, I, I listened to it yesterday. Um, just do a Google search on it. Find out a little bit about it. Silvergate, we talked about this one. I found this on a Finviz. And by the way, if you guys don't know, I posted in the private Facebook group and on Twitter yesterday, just go to the front page of Finviz every now and then. Look at these buys. SMMT, Robert Dugan, he bought $395 million <laughs> um, of stock. Uh, Macton Dugan, SMMT, Summit Therapeutics. They're down at $1.32. These guys are buying tons of stock. 
uh, selling. Uh, Robert Noel Davis of DV Double Verify Holdings sold $380 million worth. Uh, Walton, the Waltons with Walmart have sold $162 million worth of Walmart. So you're looking, just take a look at that little spot right there. But I wanted to go over Silvergate, SI. We were on uh, Finviz a while ago, I think around $14, where SI was one of the most shorted stocks and it had come up on a scan. I said, hey, this might be a good one to buy here. Um, it was interesting. You know, again, buy at 14, could have sold at 20. I mean, that's that's a nice, nice profit right there. Um, you can see it got huge volume here. It gapped down. My assumption was, hey, it's gapping down for a reason. Looked at this one. They basically um, declared yesterday that they will go insolvent. So they will go to zero. They have a huge, huge short position, and the shorts were just eating this up. Uh, short flow, 76% of the shares are shorted. So uh, it's huge. Uh, it is caused by FTX going out of business. Uh, what's interesting about it is even though they announced this and they're liquidating everything, Bitcoin didn't move. Bitcoin was down slightly. You would have thought with one of the main players going out of business, this is like Circuit City, you know, going out of business, not having Best Buy. Where, where, where's everyone going to buy their TVs at? Um, you know, something of that sort. Well, Silvergate's gone. GBTC didn't move that much. It's down 2% to 1296. Um, algorithm still has you in at 1177. You're still in this ascending triangle. Still a good move. So key point, Bitcoin probably is safe here. Uh, let's look at some scans. Let me just make sure. Um, that's all the notes I have. Yeah. Let's look at some scans. Uh, Snowflake. Um, Snowflake is one that got a cross up here at 142.77. You're below the 200 day. Um, I would be a little bit careful. Again, jobs report is coming tomorrow. I don't know that I'm adding to my position here. I think if you get into Snowflake with a 1.3 handle, 139, 137, Somewhere in that neighborhood, I think you're doing really well. Uh, 140, you're doing okay. Your boy here has a, about 150. I'm holding it for long term. Um, Snowflake is a good one. Uh, there, there's been a couple of other software companies that have come out that have done better. Um, but I like Snowflake. I just think you know the, the valuation is super, super high. Uh, their consumption model. So the way their contracts are uh, written... They get more money as people consume more. So the contracts are long-term. They typically make more money going into the contracts. NVIDIA had another cross-up, secondary cross-up. Right after its ex-dividend date, you have this gap down here between 210 and 223, which is from the earnings. I would expect it to come down to at least touch some of this uh, gap. It filled some of it because it gapped all the way up to 230. Um, it filled it all the way down to 225. I don't know if that's getting set for another leg up. The Bollinger Bands have kind of cinched up on this one. You could be looking at, a, you know, a $300 stock there. Uh, SPG, Simon Property Group. We went over this one. Their ex-dividend date was yesterday. Uh, got you out right before the ex-dividend date. Just get you right back in at 122. I think anything about 117 to 120 is a really good price on this one. So SPG, you could probably hold it. 
Uh, energy is a na- is is a sector that's kind of just been bad. Well, in our energy uh, sector, kind of you know four hour play, SCO has a cross up. This is the inverse, the short of Bloomberg crude oil. Uh, it is triple levered. This one does not perform very well on the four hour. I'd rather see you trade in on the 65 minute. Another energy short, KOLD. Uh, KOLD has a cross up here at 53.14 on the four hour. Again, the four hour is a little crazy. This one has had steps up all the way here from 17. It got you out with this 211% gain. 211% gain all the way from uh, December 20th to February 27th. So two months, two months, and it's a 211% gain. And that's including a slide down. I mean, you could have gotten out at 80. This one got you out at around 56. So, you know, significant, significant gain there. Uh, You have this gap down below to about 43. I've said this one at least pulls back to the, this top right here at about 25. At least it pulls back. I don't know that I'd be buying this one. I'd use the 65-minute candle. You can see that MACD is below the histogram. The RSI is at 46. This one, it can continue to go down. So I would trade it very carefully. American Eagle Outfitters in a healthy clothing market. This one, you know, again, they're, they're, in my mind, nobody's wearing these clothes. But if teenagers all of a sudden start to show up for cheap clothes for the summer, boom, this one's a $20 stock. Um, their earnings just came out. They made $0.37 cents per share. You still have part of this gap down here at $13.16 to actually um, uh, uh, cover. Uh, but, I, you know, their ex-dividend date is coming up April 5th. I don't think they have a huge dividend. Let's see. What, what's the dividend? It is 2.82, so it's not a huge dividend. Uh, Year-to-date, you're up 0.7% performance. For one year, you're down 14%. So uh, your PE is 23, your forward PE is 10. It's not a horrible, horrible stock. Just, uh, you know, I got into it uh, because they're, they're, they were supposed, around the supply chain, um, they had signed some contracts with cotton manufacturers, and they had very, very cheap cotton. Well... With cheap cotton came, nobody's buying your freaking clothes. Uh, so ETHE, we talked about GBTC. ETHE has a cross up, $7.35. You're trading at $7.49. So $7.35 is the buy. You could probably get it today. ETHE, um, again, this one's going to slide. It's in my mind, even though they don't say it, I think it's a decaying asset because uh, Bitcoin, the grayscale, just takes so many fees. Huge fees, enormous fees. So it's a trade. It's not known. If you want to own Ethereum, just go and buy Ethereum and, and you know cold storage it. Don't put it in uh, Coinbase. Don't put it in any online storage, cold storage. That's what you want. Uh, Micron, MU. I've kind of put this one around $50 as the swing. Um, it has significantly held over $50. I still think that this gap here between 52 and 50 is still in play, but it's kind of been hovering around this 200-day. Their earnings are coming up on March 28th. I would expect a better earnings response than the last time where they lost $0.04 cents per share. Uh, do your research into this one. Understand what you're getting into. 
I think it's a good company. It's a semiconductor company. Um, their book value is $45 per share and they're trading at 56. Their PE is only 10. Their forward PE is 35. Performance year to date, they're up 13%. They're down 25% over one year. Raymond James uh, just resumed coverage on March 2nd. Price target of 70. The average price target is 65. So the, you know, read some of these stories in Zach's and you know, Barron's. Read some of those if you want. Um, from an insider perspective, they were selling at around 61, 62. Um, fairly big numbers, a million dollars, $3 million. But it's not huge for this company. I mean, these are upper echelon, chief people officer, global operations. I mean, they're selling a couple million dollars worth. I mean, those people, that's a pool in their backyard. So, uh, Keurig Dr. Pepper. Your boy here uh, has a Keurig. Uh, I use it every now and then. I drink decaf. I do not drink caffeinated. Can you imagine uh, how, how energy ridden I would be on caffeine? But 3472, the reason I picked this one is because I think it's been beaten down. Uh, now, I don't know much about the actual economics of this stock. Uh, what I do know is that I think it's at the bottom of where it should be, uh, right at the 200-day at 32. I don't know that I'd wait for it to go to 32. Uh, you're looking at a weekly here, and the 200-day is at 32. I think that 34, if, if I were to just draw a line here and I were to go across... And I were to cover that right there. That's at 33.11. So with a cross up here, I think you could look into getting right in there at this price point. I think 34.72 is not a bad one. You've come off of these lows right after their earnings at around 34. So again, this is a stock that recently, as recent as December, was up at 38. That's a nice 10% move. So that's why I picked it. Then there's one GFS. Uh, this is in the S&P. And I found this one interesting because there was an article. Um, let me look. There was an article on Finviz. I was looking at it. The PE is kind of expensive. It's a semiconductor, so it's expected. It's kind of run. Um, the average price target is 78 you're trading at 67, so it's kind of in there. And then there's this Investopedia article, top 10 uh, top tech stocks for March 2023. It's from March 2nd. Read that article and look at GFS. Uh, they're one of the, the tech growers. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that you have a cross up here at 6665. Uh, and then the MACD, if you look at it, it's just kind of floundering. Um, and again, they're a growth company. You're past their earnings. They haven't, you know, th their earnings were fairly decent. I mean, they popped up to about 71, it looks like. Um, 72.50 is where they popped to. And now you're down at 67. The cross up here was at 66.65. It's a secondary cross up. So your, your volume's kind of trading down. Is this one that I would get into? I don't know. I figured I'd bring it up. So uh, that's it. If you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, I think today, again, like I said, if it were me and I was sitting in front of my computer, which I might be doing because I'm taking a traffic course, um, I would be sitting there and using the 65-minute al uh, algorithm on some of the levered ETFs. Because I think you know today, you're up 
you, we started that when I started this podcast about eight thirty, we were down uh, as far as the futures go, and now you're up. So I, I think things are moving fairly quickly. I think they're fairly safe. I think trading those levered ETFs with good stop losses. Um, on a 65 minute, you don't have to sit in front of your computer. If you have TrendSpider, you can set up the algorithm. You can set up uh, alerts so that when you you know when you can get in and out, you can launch it as trading bot if you want. Um, you could do all of that stuff. So again, if you want TrendSpider, the link is down below. Uh, sign up with the code DSP25 uh, for 25% off. I'll give you my algorithm. I'll give you all my watch lists. Um, I'll give you my scanner. Whatever you need, I'll, I'll help you. Um, if you have phone service and you're paying more than 30 bucks a month, Visible Phone Service, they're a sponsor. Link is down below. Um, I personally have Visible. I like it significantly more than I like even uh, you know paying $80 a month to Verizon. I'm single. I'm the only person on my phone plan. It's fantastic. I love it. The, the move there, the, the porting of the number, super, super simple. Uh, great. Uh, I will also tell you, I work for a company called ID shop. And if you need badges, if you need, um, you know, a- any kind of security stuff, go to idshop.com. I think it's ID. Let me see. ID shop. Um, dot com. I think it's idshop.com. Let me look at, is this it? I don't even know the website. Yeah. idshop.com. Idshop.com. This is it. This is the company I work for. Uh, and I'm going to be starting next month. I think I go to Chicago uh, with MLS and I do on-site badge printing stuff. Uh, if you need any badges, if your company uses security stuff, give them a call. Uh, look at them up. Uh, they are fantastic. I can tell you. Family-owned business. Unbelievable business. I love them. And I love working for them. I do it on a contract basis. Uh they're not sponsoring us. They're not telling me to do this. I just figured I reached you know, thousands of people. So figured somebody might need card printers, on-site services, custom ID badges. They do it for uh, conventions. Um, like I said, for MLS, sporting events, any of its stadium stuff, uh, even companies that have the, the swipe-in badges and stuff like that, they do all that stuff. Contact them, idshop.com. You can tell them Gary sent you. I don't know that they're going to know who I am. Because I'm on site, like I said, I know the owner of the company, um, and I travel. So if, if you need on-site, again, this is on-site services, your boy here is the on-site service. <laughs> so if you, have that, if you have that need and you want me there, I'll do a live podcast for you. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, private Facebook group is down below. Uh, anything else? Hop on YouTube. Go and subscribe to YouTube. If you have, need any of the charts, just ask me. Um, hit me up in the private Facebook group, hit me up on any of the socials. Okay. Take care. See ya.